Hi guys, this is Anna coming to you from nursestudy.net and today we're going to be speaking about rheumatic fever. So rheumatic fever is an inflammatory illness that occurs as a complication of strep throat that may or may not have been treated correctly with antibiotics. Scarlet fever is different than rheumatic fever. I don't know about you, but when I was in nursing school, granted it was over two decades ago, um, we were we were told, well, scarlet fever and rheumatic fever, so we kind of thought they were almost the same thing, but they are different things. Um, and strep throat is also different, but they are all caused by a group A streptococcal bacterium infection. Rheumatic fever can occur in younger children and adults. However, it is most common in children ages 5 to 15. While rheumatic fever is most common in developing countries, it is rare in the United States. Rheumatic fever causes long-lasting damage to the heart valves and can actually cause possible heart failure. Signs and symptoms. Well, the signs and symptoms of rheumatic fever can differ from patient to patient. However, rheumatic fever can occur within two to four weeks after a strep throat infection. These signs and symptoms include fever, sore throat, pain in joints that radiate to one another, tender and painful joints. Examples would be elbows, ankles, hips, hands, and knees. Hot and red swollen joints. There could be a heart murmur, some chest pain, fatigue, and erythema marginatum, which is a flat, painless rash that is slightly raised. Unusual behavior, syndaham chorea, which is uncontrollable jerky movements, and rheumatoid nodules. If you go to our article on nursestudy.net, I actually put some pictures in that article so that you could kind of see what these rheumatoid nodules look like and also the rash. The causes of rheumatoid fever usually occurs after a throat infection such as strep throat or scarlet fever. Um, again, this is all caused by group A streptococcus or streptococcus pyogenes. Rheumatic fever may also be caused by other streptococcal group A infections that are from the skin or other parts of the body. It is not clear what the connection between rheumatic fever and strep infection is, but one theory is that the strep bacterium has a protein that mimics the protein found in body cells, and because of that similarity, the immune system will actually end up attacking the body's own cells as if they were the infectious agent. If a patient gets quick and complete care, including antibiotics to eliminate the strep bacteria, there's very little chance that they will develop rheumatic fever. There are some risk factors. Uh, it's the type of strep bacteria that you get. Some strains are more likely to cause rheumatic fever than others. Family history. A parent could be a carrier of the genes that predispose the patient to get rheumatic fever. And environment. Crowded and close living situations with poor hygiene can contribute to rheumatic fever. Complications. Inflammation may last for a few weeks or up to several months. This inflammation may cause long-lasting challenges for the patient. Rheumatic heart disease is often caused by the inflammation of rheumatic fever. Here we see the permanent damage to the heart valves. Problems are most common with the mitral valve, however, other valves of the heart may be affected. This damage may cause one of the following conditions. Valve regurgitation. Valve regurgitation is a leak in the valve and it allows blood to flow in the wrong direction. 
valve stenosis. That's the actual narrowing of the valve, which causes decreased blood flow. Damage to the heart muscle itself. Well, this is going to cause poor pumping action due to this damage. Damage of the heart valves can lead to other problems with the heart later on in life, and this can include heart failure and atrial fibrillation. Diagnosis um, is usually made by a throat culture, but they can also do blood work to try to come up with this diagnosis, an EKG to see if there's um, any effects with the cardiac muscle, electrocardiogram. Now, what this does is it uses sound waves to show the heart in action. It can detect if some of the structures, like the valves, have been altered in the heart. So again, for diagnosis, it's usually a throat culture or blood work. EKG and electrical cardiogram is also done. Treatments. Well, antibiotics. The goal of treatment is to destroy that group A streptococcal bacteria that's causing all these problems. Usually penicillin is the drug of choice, but the physician may use another antibiotic instead, especially if the patient is allergic to penicillin. Antibiotic treatment may be required for up to 5 to 10 years. Anti-inflammatory agents. A pain reliever may be prescribed to reduce inflammation. If the anti-inflammatory agents are not working, a corticosteroid such as prednisone may be prescribed instead. Anticonvulsants. This may be prescribed if that syndaham chorea, those involuntary jerky movements that we spoke earlier, are severe. So at this point, we'll probably be putting them on some anticonvulsants. It is important that the heart damage from rheumatic fever may not show up for years after the initial illness. So it's very important in your discharge teaching to let the parents know or the patient themselves know that, it's, that they need to let healthcare providers in the future know that they've had a history of rheumatic fever. That's about it for us today at nursestudy.net. This is Nurse Anna, and if you have anything you want us to do some teaching on, please send us an email at nursestudynet at gmail.com. Have a great week.